This is the Servers Radio Network. All right, we're hearing the theme music. Everything's going down the road. I want to welcome everybody to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Hey, Larry, thanks as always. You know, I think by now everybody knows the premise of the show. No, what is the premise? You know, the basics of it is that everybody's leading somebody. And it can be simple. You could be leading just one person in your family, or you could be a coach leading a team. You could be a CEO leading a Fortune 500 company. But no matter what, in every day, day in and day out life, we're leading people. And we want everybody to be the best servant leaders possible. And that's why we call the show A A Server's Journey. Oh, wait, we can do a chorus here. You see? Well, yeah. If I put this all together, we could really do well, it. Okay. You know, I think sometimes it sounds better when it's in two. <laughs> okay, uh, we have asked for, and we are getting, reviews. Right, yes. So who's, do you have a review for us today? Yeah, and it, it, it's very timely. So this is from Wally World 68 Okay. And it says, if you are ever around other people, a server's journey is for you. Wherever you are in life, you have the influence on those the closest to you. In these podcasts, Rocky and Larry and guests bring you along and point out ideas that will help you lead on your own server's journey. Wow. So we didn't pay this guy to do it, but we appreciate Wally World 68. Thank you, Wally World. That's right, Wally. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I think that's a play on... That was a Chevy Chase movie, wasn't it? Oh, gosh, great. Going to Wally World, vacation? Yeah. Yeah. You're wonderful. You want to talk about movies, so here we go. We are. Wally World. Let's go. All right. It's time for your favorite subject now. Yeah. We're talking epic moments in leadership. Epic moments in leadership. So first, we just wanted you to know, as always, that we get this information online at the American Express Small Business Open Forum. And we're going to talk about TD Industries avoiding bankruptcy by trusting their employees, Larry. Good idea to trust employees. Yes. So TD Industries is a unique company because they're actually employee-owned, and they're consistently on the Forbes list for best companies to work for. Well, that's what we've always looked for. That's right. But as crazy as it is, because now they're on this list every year, they almost didn't make it through the late 80s. It really had to rely on some savvy leadership to make it. Well, many Texas banks were failing in the late 1980s. Yeah, it was a dark, dark period. And TD Industries was hurt greatly by the lack of funds needed to do large construction projects. Yeah. So the company leadership, they informed the employees that instead of filing for bankruptcy, they were going to pay out the defined retirement plan to the employees and they asked the employees to use that money to reinvest in TD Industries. Oh. So because of the company's transparency and trust in their employees, the employees responded by giving back 30% more than what the company actually asked for. And that money helped stabilize the company. They weathered this rough financial spell, and the rest is history. Wow. And now they're on the Forbes Best Places to Work list. No, they, they said they, they paid out. Yeah. Their their own retirement benefits. And then how could they have that money to then read? I don't quite get it, but that sounds like a great idea. Well, so when you pay out the defined retirement mm-hmm. plan, th- there's probably a small penalty you have to pay mm. to take the money out early. Mm-hmm. But you can take out money. And so 
they actually asked their people to reinvest in the company, and it's um, through the hardest time that wow. they've had. Okay. So. Well, boy, the 19... 19- we remember the 1980s, yeah, we don't do. we? Yeah, we do. Actually, those are my glory days. Really? Yeah. How so? Tell me. I was young. I was young, full of potential. Oh yeah. Viral volcano of manhood, Larry. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Such. I, I, you know, it's. I was glorious. All right. Yes. Okay. I remember. I was in Chicago at the I'm, time. Yeah. So. Not you know, not this sad sack of crap that I am now. But. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what an explanation! Hey. I did not ask for that. You know. <laughs> Well, anyways, well, let, let's talk about our website. Larry. The, that's the one thing we did ask for yeah. was a website. Yeah. And we, you know, we have partnered with a great company. Mm-hmm. They're called ACS Creative and they developed a phenomenal website. And I can tell you that when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pros. They do brochures. They do logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and even websites. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for a company to help you build the backside of your podcast, Go to ACS Creative. They can help you do the business side of the creative side. That's right. And they don't play games with your money, which we appreciate. Um, Every week, the website keeps getting better, and we want to thank them at ACS, uh, especially Sydney and Ed. They're fantastic. We also want to thank Isabella, our media and communications coordinator. She's knocking it out of the ballpark. Keep it up, Isabella. Yep. That's ACS Creative. It's very simple to go to. All you got to do is add a .com and you're there. Bingo. So what's the topic for today? Okay, so several, several episodes. You know, Larry, we've done, I think, 49 different episodes and servers moments, which is insane. But several episodes uh, ago, we talked about that people don't leave a job, that normally they leave a leader, they leave a boss. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about what drives people away. Mm. So they did this survey. It was uh, the Gallup survey co- uh, company, which they do surveys and they're kind of very well known for it. Right. So they did a survey and they asked people, um, why did you leave your job? Mm-hmm. And so normally you would expect things like low pay, long hours, uh, long commute. Uh, I didn't like the job, but none of those were the first thing that was named. What was on top of the list? So we shouldn't be surprised by this, but I still kind of was. The top cause of unhappiness in the workplace was toxic bosses. In fact, half of the employees that left their jobs left their jobs to get away from a bad manager. And 41% of American workers say that they have been, listen to this, this is crazy. 41% of American workers say they've been psychologically harassed on hmm. the job. I can believe that. Yeah, so, I've, I've lived under that for a while. So, you know, I've been lucky that I've only had a couple bad bosses and the majority of my bosses have been fantastic. But anyone who's had a bad boss knows what it can do to your stress level. And, you know, if your stress level's high, your job satisfaction is probably not very good either. That was that was why I didn't do very well. It wasn't when I worked for you. Wait, now, so, <laughs> so, so which was your least favorite job? Oh, I've never had a least favorite job. I loved everything I ever did, but... Uh, See, this is a good man right here. But, but this boss was the meanest thing you've ever... Really? Yeah. You know, every day it was uh, belittling you if you did not make your quota. Right. And no encouragement whatsoever, except, you know, there's a $100 bill if you want to do something, blah, That's blah, right. blah. And That's then, right. you know, okay, so you can't make your quotas. If, 
if if you're underneath a leader like that, there's you know you can tell that your stress levels are through the roof. And and here's the crazy thing: there's been a lot of studies that have shown that it actually your your risk for clinical depression it goes way up when you work for a person like this, a toxic boss. Wow. So and not only that, but there was a study done by the University of Manchester, mm-hmm. and their findings show that. When you're stressed, when you're working under a toxic boss, not only can you become depressed, but it can even lead to bullying behavior on your part. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, which is crazy. So they um, talked about this with the British Psychological Society's annual conference on occupational psychologists, and it showed that employees of bosses with narcissistic and psychopathic traits that the, the people that worked for those kind of people were more likely to show signs of depression and to engage in bullying and other uncooperative behaviors at work. Wow, and you probably took it home with them, too. That's right. Oh, gosh, can you imagine that? Oh. So workplace bullying is obviously unpleasant for the target, but it also creates a toxic working environment for everybody involved, hmm. which is crazy. So here's a quote, and I thought this was pretty good. It's by Abigail Phillips. She's got a PhD, um, and she uh, is a student at the Manchester School of Business. And she said in a statement during this uh, test, in short, bad bosses, those high in psychopathy and narcissism, have unhappy and dissatisfied employees who seek to get their own back on their company. So... They have a bad boss, they're toxic, they're narcissistic and psychopathic, they're bullying their team, and their team, in turn, begins to try to bully other people and try to get back at the company. So are there, like, two different types of bad bosses? Yeah, so there's, uh, you know, the study found, and really this is another study that was done out of the Binghamton University, and this was really just published a few months ago. But they talk about how bad bosses fall into two different categories. Mm-hmm. So there's dark, and then there's dysfunctional. Okay. So let's talk about dark first. Okay. okay. So we talked about this a little bit already. Dark bosses have narcissistic and psychopathic traits. And uh, Dr. Seth Spain, author of that Bingham, Bingham Tim University study, says that these type of managers engaged in destructive behaviors, and hurt others for their own gain. These are people who enjoy the pain and suffering of others. They're going to be mean. They're going to be abusive. They're going to be harassing in daily life. That's what Spain said. Now, how, how do these people live with themselves? I, you know, I think it comes down to a situation where sometimes in life you maybe feel like you've got your employees over a barrel. Maybe it's hard to find work at that point. I can't imagine that these type of bosses can keep team members in a good job environment, but in a a, a scarce job or when unemployment's high, they probably live with themselves pretty well, Larry. Mm, so, yeah. so that's a dark boss. So what's a dysfunctional boss? Okay, so I'm going to... We're going to actually use a soundbite here, but dysfunctional bosses, they're, on the other hand, they're, they're not narcissistic, they're not terrible, they're pretty harmless, but they're just not very good at their job. So I had this show that I love, and I love it because 
It puts you in incredibly awkward situations in a workplace environment. So I'm going to have Larry play a soundbite from Michael Scott of The Office. Told Dwight that there is honor in losing, which as we all know is completely ridiculous. But there is, however, honor in making a loser feel better, which is what I just did for Dwight. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, Easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Okay, so I love that show, Larry. I, I, I know I love that you show. do. It, it's such a great, great show. And poor, poor Dwight in that situation. <laughs> yeah. You talk about, you know, Michael sometimes can be a toxic boss, but most times he's just dysfunctional. Also. Uh, I, I can never, I can't watch it because it's so dysfunctional. That's right. Yeah, it, it's sometimes uncomfortable, which is what I like. But okay, so both. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What does that make you if you're comfortable watching dysfunction? Well, this is what I warn people. Everybody's either worked for a Michael Scott or they are Michael Scott. Ooh. And so I, I, I do fear at my worst points that I have said Michael Scott things. So <laughs> anyways, both of these types of bosses, whether they're dark or dysfunctional, they can be particularly toxic. And a lot of times um, part of their toxicity is that they are micromanagers. Mm. So. And studies have shown that employees who feel that they are being watched too closely perform more poorly. And people who are in demanding jobs, but who feel like they have little control over their workflow flow or their uh, uh, work in, in general, they have a, a significant increased risk of premature death. Wow. Is that crazy? Wow. So in, in a new study... In, can, I, can I just share one thing here? I was thankful to get out of the job that I was in that I had a boss like that. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, what did you feel when you left? Relieved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I did? The next day, I went to Chick-fil-A and did said, you? I need a job. Really? Wow, look at that. <laughs> and then you worked for the Michael Scott of Chick-fil-A. No, no, Rocky no. Estefano. No, that, that's, that was the timeline. I don't know if you knew that no, or not. I didn't know that. So, okay. So I guess maybe in comparison, yeah. that's why you think I'm an okay guy, because the other guy... Oh, yeah, jerk, that's so. right. Yeah. Well, anyways, in that study, um, they the, the researchers focused on dark bosses. Remember, those are bosses with narcissistic and psychopathic traits. The study, um, they actually recruited 12... Th- 1,200, 1,200 workers, workers uh-huh. in a range of industries and in several different countries, and they asked them to answer questionnaires about, about their psychological well-being, their boss's personality, and the prevalence of bullying in the workplace. So, so what did they find? So, so the lead researcher, Phillips, he explained that a person with narcissistic and sociopathic tendencies is someone who shows a strong desire for power, and who lacks empathy for others, which is a scary, scary mix. Right wow. There. In a boss, this can manifest in taking advantage of employees, taking credit for their work, being hypercritical, and bullying coworkers. These bosses are mostly focused on getting to the top, and they're not concerned about who they might hurt in the process. So the research showed that employees of these type of bosses had reduced psychological well-being, including lower job satisfaction and higher scores on measures of clinical depression. Wow. One so, thing. Yes. Go ahead. Well, I, taking credit for other people's work. How do you do that? I mean, I've yeah. seen it done. Oh, no, it's terrible, too. Well, and if you remember, like, 
uh, Larry, we had Patrick Lencioni on the show. Right. And he talked about the three things that the perfect person had, that they were hungry, humble, and smart. Right. But he did. He talked about how if they only had two of those, that it was different. So if they're hungry and humble, they're probably good people. They're probably always trying to to do things, but maybe they're the ones who make mistakes because they don't think all the way through and they have to go back and redo work, but, but they're humble and they're good people. And he talked about all the two different mixes, but he talked about the scariest one being somebody who's hungry and smart. And he mentioned those things exactly, that those are people that are focused on getting ahead and that normally when you're managed by a person like that, you feel like a pawn. You feel like you're being used. And just not someone isn't being humble. That's right. Yeah. Big deal. So the findings also show that a boss's behavior can trickle down to his or her employees and affect the workplace at large. So this is the scary thing because in a previous show, we talked about building a culture of being a servant leader. Right. And we talked about how first the leader has to model that. And then the next part is that they begin to get their other team members to be servant leaders, and then they get to serve their community. So this is the the exact opposite of this. Yeah. So so you want to listen to last week if you missed it. Yeah, you absolutely. You got to check that out. But in, in this situation, the findings show that a boss uh, that, that has this bad behavior, it trickles down to his or her employees and affects the workplace at large. And it can trigger a vicious cycle of bullying within a company. And this could be one factor contributing to the increased depression or the low job satisfaction. And all of it goes back to the fact that these bosses are toxic. Wow. So, so we're not still exactly sure how workplace bullying affects employees' mental health. I mean, we're not 100% sure, but we definitely know that it leads to things like depression and job uh, low job satisfaction and boy you just hate to see someone go home depressed yeah oh, but, you know why do they have to corrupt the family yeah oh no for, well, for that you know yeah i mean if 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 you're and this is the whole point of the show larry if you're getting abused at work if you're working for somebody who's toxic there's no way that you're going home and being a model citizen uh, maybe some people can do it but most people go home and they give out whatever they've been fed Mm. And if they've been fed this toxicity, they're probably going to be toxic to their kids and their spouse and so forth and so on. So, and that's why I wonder, like sometimes you get a person who comes into drive through mm-hmm. and will miss a fry and Hey, listen, we try our best to not make mistakes, but we, we do, we screw up all the time. Uh, we probably have a 3% mistake rate, but a 3% mistake rate, it's probably 70, 80 customers a day and we never want to mess up. But sometimes you have a person that will act like you set their car on fire. <laughs> and I, I look at them, and I, I'm trying to empathize and be compassionate. And I always go back to, I always say, I wonder what their life is like. Mm. Because there's no way, if they're getting joy, that they're giving that out. There's just no way. Well, so, and Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> me, I always like to change the subject. Change it. Well... When you're talking about drive-through, and you've now gone to this double drive-through system, and you have people out there taking their order, I don't see how you keep everybody straight. How do you know when you drive up to the window that I'm going to get my order? So we go by, we uh, 
put into our system your name uh-huh. and the color of your car and the type of car. So it'll be Larry mm. with a red truck. Mm. So now that still doesn't, that's how we mess up because sometimes there's three Larrys in a row with red trucks uh-huh. and we give the wrong bag out. But normally when you walk, uh, when you drive up to the window, we say Larry. Yes. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to confirm that you are who you are. So. And has it been easy to get people to say their name, to give a name? No, because we don't, uh, it, it has been. But sometimes you'll get a joke name, like they'll say Musafa or, you know, they'll, you know. But at least you got something to go by. Yeah, right. we don't care. Yeah. And okay. We really don't care what you tell us, whatever it is, as long as it's clean. You don't care? As long as it's clean. So. Okay. So we're talking about a toxic work environment. Yeah. So this is what's clear, Larry. Okay. Working for a toxic boss is bad. Mm-hmm. And there has been so many studies that seem to be linking things like health problems, Larry, to your physical, your physical well-being is being affected by these by, by your work environment, and we're starting to find things like they have a, people that are under this kind of leadership have a, a greater risk for high blood pressure, chronic stress, sleep problems, anxiety. There's an increased use of uh, substances, whether it be alcohol or drugs. They tend to overeat tend to have heart attacks, and they tend to have other health problems too. Wow. So the evidence is becoming clearer and clearer that the leadership qualities of a bad boss over time exert a heavy, heavy toll on an employee's health and well-being. So I am very thankful that I got out of that environment. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I can tell you this too. If your boss is truly tyrannical, it might be time to consider a breakup. So all those health-related issues, Larry, mm-hmm. um, this came out in a Harvard medical study that was done by Jonathan Quick, and it was uh, written in the, in the Washington Post. But this is one thing that's coming very clear. If your boss is truly tyrannical, it might be time to consider a breakup. And if quitting isn't an option, then you're going to have to figure out a way to deal with the stress that's being produced. So you might want to look online, Google search ways to de-stress. You got to find a way if quitting isn't possible right now. Okay. And so quitting is an option. Oh gosh. Quitting is sometimes the best option. And I think honestly, the fastest way to make a toxic boss become non-toxic is to lose great people continuously. And Mm. one of two things happen. They either get the boot from their boss or from their company or they realize, whatever I'm doing, it's not sustainable, and I better change. Mm. I was just wondering if they, if a bad boss comes around, you know, figures it out, or is it just they're going to their grave with it? Uh, you know, some people, and I mean, I think we all know those people that we've been around where you can tell they're unhappy, and they treat people just terribly, and they never, ever really seem like they change. Well, since we're talking about bad bosses... I think it'd be time to bring up our favorite Christmas movies at this time. <laughs> I don't know the connection here, but... Well, the you know, Christmas movie is Bad Santa. Oh, is that your favorite one? Well, I had to tie it in, that's is all. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. it was. It's you got to pick a better one. It's not, I, I like, uh, you know, I'm a traditionalist, Larry. So okay, so if you're... a little Christmas music, you know. <laughs> you know this song, Larry? Um, I'm not sure if you have such a weird... Come on, you know this song. Larry. It's the Jacksons, right? That's right. All right. Very good, Larry. Very All right. Good. 
Okay, so really, what is that really your favorite Christmas? No, no, I was just tying that in. Because I was going to judge you harshly. It's a bad, the, the concept of bad bosses. All right, so, okay. so tell us, what is one of your uh, what, favorite Christmas movies? Do you, do you want my modern one or my older one? I want both. I, I love talking about Christmas, Larry, so. Okay, my, my older one is a Holiday Inn. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that that's a classic. One. That's a classic with Bing Crosby, and it was it, the movie was actually made to celebrate all the holidays of the year, and one of the holidays happened to be Christmas, and the song "White Christmas" came out of that movie. That's oh, where wow, that's I did not where, realize that. That's where the movie uh, song came from. So uh, that's the one I love, and I love the scene where they show the 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 inn where they. Created this vacation spot yeah, sure. for the holidays. So, uh, Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby were there, and they had they were singing and dancing through Fourth of July, L- Labor Day, all those holidays. So you know that 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 Broadway musical is coming to Orlando, Larry, this Christmas. That's the one I don't like. That's called uh, White Christmas. You That's, don't like White Christmas. No, I don't like White Christmas. I like Holiday Inn. Uh, Same story, just done a little done different. Better. Okay. Just a little different. Okay. So then my second favorite movie is A Christmas Story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now, why do you like that one so much? Don't shoot your eye out. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, that you know that was, that was filmed in the great state of Ohio in Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah. And you was. can go to that house. You can. And yeah. you can see that. Now, you know my son has presented me with souvenirs from that movie. Ah. Uh, I have the official Red Rider BB gun. That's great. From the movie. And you know the lamp that yeah. uh, the father got? Liquid, what is it called? Electric sex? Is that what they call it? <laughs> Whatever the leg. Yeah. I've got that. Also, you haven't seen it? I have not seen it. but That's I'm... good. I've got it hidden. But, okay. But those are two of the... And, and I, I love the fact that he, you know, we really enjoyed that together. And when we first saw that, I mean, years ago. Oh, it came out ago. in 1980. Gosh, I was I still lived in Cleveland when it came out. Yeah. In the early 80s. So um, those are those are my favorite Christmas movies, and maybe we'll talk about more in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So mine, uh, if you're talking about an all-time classic, I, I never tire of watching It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. A toast <laughs> to my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs> Then George sees a copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, signed by Clarence, who reminds him that no man is a failure who has friends. That's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. I just love Jimmy Stewart. I, I just, I, you know, he's got that every guy persona. Right. It was pretty good, you know. Right. The uh, Moonlight Players, by the way, are doing the radio version of that. Really? Yeah. See, there we go. So. And then if we had to p- pick a modern one, I don't think that you could do better than Elf. Elf is just stupid funny. <laughs> he's taking a journey to find the family he's never known in a place where he finally fits in. Boy. And nothing's going to stop him. 
Sorry, your car's pretty. Will Ferrell is Elf. Will Ferrell makes me laugh. Will Ferrell, yeah. You know, he's got that movie coming out on Christmas. No, I didn't know. Sherlock Holmes. Holmes and Watson. That'll be pretty good, I'm sure. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, you took me when I worked with Chick-fil-A. We went to, and that's why I know you went to movies at midnight. Yeah. Talladega Nights with... Oh, you, that's right, Will Ferrell. You with, went to us? Look at that. See, yes. You see, you're a wild man, too. See, uh, well, it took me a long time to get over that one. That was yeah. for sure. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the good old days, Larry. The good old days, for sure. All right. Well, I think it's time we probably need to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sure people are tired of hearing our uh, jog down memory lane. Oh, no. I I think they love to go down memory lane with us. You think so, huh? We're taking them <laughs> down memory lane, that's for sure. That's right. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us here on A Server's Journey. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Service Journey Moment comes out on Tuesday. And as we mentioned, the website, it's growing every day. We want to thank ACS Creative. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever-faithful companion. Yes, you're the cheech to my chong, Larry. Am I smoking the smoking that stuff or what? Yeah, I think we're both smoking right now. <laughs> hey guys, we're uh, just want to thank you so much for joining us every week. I really hope you're getting stuff out of this, and you know we would love for you to go to our website and talk about the things you like, the things you don't like, things that you want us to change, and most importantly, talk about topics that you'd like to hear, even if it's in depth. Like if there's a, a an a, issue at work, yeah, I mean help you know. Let us help you. We'll do our best. Sometimes a set of uh, uh, outsiders who are not as close to the situation can have some words of wisdom. So, right. Of course, hey, they're going to have to tell us the name of their boss, you know, where right. they work, the yeah. address and all that. Yeah. You oh, know. yeah. And then we'll report you to your butt. No, <laughs> right. no, we will not. But please go to the website. Let us know how we're doing and let us know what you'd love to see. But we, as always, want to thank you for joining us on the journey. And we are very serious. When you talk about what we learned today about clinical depression and heart attacks and all that. Oh, no. Hey, yeah. It is how you serve as a leader. That's really, really important. And it's why every week we drag ourselves here to share our thoughts on being a server and, uh, and on being on a server's journey. So thanks so much. I'm Rocky DeStefano. And together we're going to figure out how to be better leaders. 